host, Sean McCann. Greetings, and welcome to Wake the Dead. This is a further installment of my Stanley Kubrick series titled 2001, A Carnist Odyssey. I'm going to be illustrating, uh, describing to you how carnism is used by Stanley Kubrick to illustrate violence and domination as the force which leads to mankind being cast out of the Garden of Eden. 2001 is both a celebration of intellect combined with violence and domination, as well as a lament for the loss of our rightful place in the Garden of Eden. Kubrick's film is widely misunderstood and has many esoteric narratives running through it. We all know the film depicts an alien force communicating with apes to influence their evolution as a species creating mankind. What I propose is that Kubrick uses Christian and Darwinist elements to depict the worldview of Mystery Babylon. Using carnism, the killing and eating of flesh, to illustrate a satanic mindset of violence and domination. The first chapter of the film opens with the title, The Dawn of Man. This invites the viewer to consciously relate the scene to Genesis, the first book of the Holy Bible. Kubrick displays the landscape this is the depiction of the Garden of Eden. We have the sun, creation myth, and the sun is lighting the landscape. We see it's a barren, desolate wasteland. This goes along with the worldview of the Satanists where uh, they want to make us think that nature is a battle of resources, limited resources. Let's see, look, it's might as well be the surface of the moon. <laughs> Beautiful photography, though. So we see the carcass of, well, the bones of humans and tapirs, pigs, in the same place. They die together. They live together. Here we have silhouettes of apes eating vegetation. There are the tapirs, a pig-type species of animal. And they coexist with the apes. Some slight disagreements, but no violence. Here we see clearly that ape is eating vegetation. The silhouette highlights it. 
again we see the apes coexisting peacefully with the tapirs. There are slight disagreements, still no violence. See them peacefully grooming each other. There's an ape. That ape is prey. Now we see this world has predators. So the apes are on the same level as the tapirs, all prey to the predators. And this gives the worldview of uh, the dominant species. Uh, being, uh, being the, the hierarchical ruler. I guess, uh, in the, uh, the food chain, as it were. So now we have apes with this limited water source. One troop is at the watering puddle, and this other troop is arriving. The other troop is thirsty. So there's some hooting and hollering, but there is no violence. Wild displays, very animated, lots of noise, waving their arms around. Lots of noise, waving their arms around. Basically just a dance. So now the, the rival troop has claimed that puddle and the other troop of monkeys exits. So this way, every monkey gets a chance at getting a drink of water. Ape, every ape, it's a chance at drinking water. So that sets the scene. There's the predator, totally dominated that zebra. We see it can see in the dark. Its eyes shine. And it has teeth and claws naturally built to dominate that other species. The apes, on the other hand, they are not built to dominate anyone. They hide in the crevices, this cave, ancient caveman, huddled in fear, quiet. This is how they survive. This is the fate of a prey species in this uh, 
survival of the fittest, in quotes, reality that Kubrick is displaying for us. Fear in its eyes. Now, it's the next day. This troop of monkeys awakens to the sound of bees. Bees represent social cohesion in esoteric thought, as well as royalty, hierarchy, That sound of bees is also uh, a chorus of human voices. So the apes are visited by this six-sided black stone, reminiscent of Saturn, cube of Saturn has six sides. The dimensions on this are one, four, nine this object is obviously not from this land it has smooth sides it was obviously created by an intelligent force designer these monkeys are overcoming their fight or flight uh, defenses and their curiosity is drawing them to this new experience that they are being offered as first contact they touch they taste and smell and all the apes overcome their fear and they all interact with this black intelligence this uh, crafted device we call a monolith. So these apes are communing with the monolith. They're communing with whatever energy is radiating and transmitting from this stone. Here we see the transmission and it's a, it is a trapezoid with the eye of light above it with a further addition of the moon creating bullhorns, which is reminiscent of Baal and uh, Hathor and many other esoteric uh characters well not esoteric but you know what i mean anyway so now we're here at this this ape is digging foraging and he gets the thoughts of the transmission from the monolith that monolith transmitted something to the brain of this ape This ape is thinking 
So the hermetic traditions tell us that all is mind. Every action starts with a thought. This ape is discovering it can create change in its world through action, completing the, the, uh, the thought leads to the action. Now he's fully in command of this, this uh, taking the, the reins of power. With this tool, it recognizes that it can crush a tapir. We see the falling ape, or the falling tapir, and the ape raging in wrath. And it uses its will to destroy, dominate, and kill its fellow animals in the garden. Now we see this ape has a hanging, bloody clump of flesh. And it's just, it's sinking its teeth in, eating it. We can hear flies buzzing. These flies give us the idea of decay and death, feces. We see all of the animals eating it, all of this troop, and they all have a bone. They're all armed with the tool of violence, and they're all eating flesh. The blood is being ingested. Ugh, we can hear the teeth squish, and the young ones are learning and eating the same. So this knowledge is being passed on through the generations. Now, now, this troop of apes that is, they have blood in their bellies and they are all armed with weapons of violence. The other troop of apes is doing their usual uh, loud display dancing while this violent troop has a new method of gaining access to the water hole. Here we see the first murder. We can think of Cain and Abel. The story of Cain and Abel also involved meat versus vegetation. All of the other apes in the rival in the nonviolent troop witness all of the members of the violent troop partake in the murder of their family member. This obviously scares them away and the violent troop wins access to the resources. 
this is the dawn of man that's the beginning of the satanic force that casts mankind out of the garden now this bone to spaceship cutscene illustrates we have been cast out we're looking down on the garden from the blackness of space the cold blackness of space separated from the garden for some this movie is a triumph where they have ascended past the uh, the prison of the garden of eden and for some it is a lament for some it is a lament for the loss of our rightful place in God's creation. So there you have it, people. That was a little glimpse into my understanding of the first segment of 2001, A Space Odyssey. I wasn't able to understand. I didn't even see it until I had grown as a man and chosen to stop eating meat. Once I had done that, once I had uh, acquired and assimilated that understanding of that information, then this this movie that I've seen hundreds of times, maybe uh, all of a sudden with new eyes, I see another level of understanding. I hoped that this little walk through has helped all of you to achieve this same level of understanding. Thank you so much for listening and watching and we will see you next time on Wake the Dead.